0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. Let's talk about today's sponsor, and that is BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, like anxiety or depression? BetterHelp will assess your mental health needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, guys. It is professional, confidential counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available the service is available to anyone hearing this podcast worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, anywhere, send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever, ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you ever need to. So visit betterhelp.com slash spark that's better h e l p dot com slash spark welcome back to the two marks and spark wrestling podcast on a good wednesday morning everybody Go to betterhelp.com slash spark to save 10% off your first month of professional mental health counseling. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp very proudly. Let's get right into uh, what we have to talk about for today. It's a loaded day in professional wrestling, both yesterday and today. Uh, Yesterday, we had our first NXT on Tuesday nights, as well as Raw on Monday, which you'll notice I didn't do a Raw review. I did watch Raw on Monday, but I'll talk about why there wasn't a review. So let's get right into NXT. NXT opens last night with Carrying Cross. He comes out. Scarlett does her stupid lip-syncing thing that I've never really understood why she does that. He basically came out and said, I control everything now. I am the world champion. I am God or whatever it is he said. I, I-, I legitimately didn't catch the full thing here. I was putting the dog out. So that happened. Um... I love Karrion Cross. He's pretty good on the mic. I didn't catch most of this just because, again, I had to put my dog out. Uh, then we had MSK and, uh, against Killing Cross and Killian Cross. What am I saying? Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. I'm sorry about that. For the NXT Tag Titles, I guess that tag title shot they earned on the uh, Takeover last week was for tonight or last night. Excuse me. So that was something. Uh, it was a good match. MSK they made MSK look a little weak. Uh, I I wouldn't have booked them that, eh, in their first outing as champions. I I wouldn't have done that. I, it's just not good booking. But MSK wins. They retain the titles. Uh, they get the hell out of there. And Imperium come or Alexander Wolf. Confronts Killian Dane. Obviously, they have history from their time in Together Insanity. Says something to Dane, but it was a smokescreen, basically. Because here comes Barthel and Eichner from Imperium. They jump Dane, go to commercial, come back. Robert Stone is backstage with Alea. And um, they're saying they're going to do something. I don't know. The audio was really weird here. And basically, Mercedes Martinez comes up to Robert Stone, says, where's my money? And he's, and they're, the whole Robert Stone company basically confront Mercedes Martinez. Jesse Kamea comes up, says, you want to step up to me? She says, yeah, I think I do tonight in the ring. They have a match. It was okay. It was nothing special. This show was really back heavy. It was a, it was a different show. That's for sure. It, it, it this show felt different. Um, it was a really good show, but the first couple matches were a little eh, and I didn't catch the opening promo, so that could have been really good. But I haven't gotten a chance to go back and watch it yet. So, my opinion on that withholding. This was a pretty strong NXT. Uh, but like I said, Mercedes Martinez and Kamea have a good match. It was it was a TV match. What can I say? Martinez beats Kamea in a pretty quick order. Beats her with an air raid crash. 1, 2, 3, middle of the ring. She then jumps Robert Stone after the match. This was great. I I love watching Robert Stone get beat up. I really do, because he's legitimately annoying and has go-away heat. So, there is that. And then we go to Kushida versus Santos Escobar. Kushida is the new NXT Cruiserweight champion. I certainly didn't see this coming. There was an open challenge issued by Escobar. And Kushida beat him on a roll-up. Well, kind of a roll-up. It was like a roll-through, pretty much. Uh, But I forgot to mention on the uh, Martinez-Kamea match, after the match, after she beat up Robert Stone and everybody else... um. She went up to the commentary desk and said, Congratulations, Raquel Gonzalez, but I'm coming after you. I'm coming after the NXT title, so I guess we're going to get Martinez and Gonzalez at some point. Can't say that's something I want to see. But this show isn't for everybody. Not everything on the show is going to be for everybody, so it is what it is. We go to the Open Challenge with Kushida and Santos Escobar. This was a really good match. It was a little shorter than I would have made it, but Kushida gets the win on the roll-through. Uh, I guess we have a new NXT Cruiserweight champion, because Kushida won. I would not have had Santos Escobar less than a week after winning the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight title Uh, drop it right to Kushida. As much as I love Kushida, I I wouldn't have done the title switch this fast. It just, it doesn't, it, it seems rushed. Then we get Raquel Gonzalez in the ring. Oh my goodness. She cuts a promo. It's not very good. And then Frankie Monet comes out. Ty of Valkyrie, for those of you that don't know. They go back and forth. Favorable joust for a bit. I really... This kind of lost me till the end. Um. And then all of a sudden, as Monet's leaving the ring after she says, I'll see you every single Tuesday, champ. And she has her little dog. Then we get Rhea Ripley's music hits. And the place just about pops atop. Because here comes Rhea Ripley, the new Raw Women's Champion, returning to NXT. Her and Raquel have a bit of a heartfelt moment in the ring. It looks like it's about to wrap up. They're hugging. Everybody's happy. And then Bianca Belair's music hits. And to the shock of everybody, here comes the SmackDown Women's Champion. And they have a moment in the ring. They show the picture that got posted on Twitter and was... Going around everywhere of the three of them together when they first came into NXT. And now here they are all champions. This was a cool moment. I liked this. I didn't like Raquel on the mic at all. I didn't think it was very good. But it was what it was. It was okay. I I thought it was really cool having Rhea there. And she got a big pop. Bianca got a big pop. It was cool. Of what fans were there, gave them a big pop. Then if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't write down the segments in my notes because I'm so used to not writing segments down, I'm just used to writing matches and major promos down, Roderick Strong resigned from NXT. I don't know if this is an angle or if they're calling up calling him up to the main roster or what it is. I have a feeling it's got something to do with him going to the main roster. I sure hope it's to SmackDown because God help him if he's on Raw. And then we get Isaiah Scott versus Leon Ruff. This was fantastic. A lot of back and forth, really fast-paced cruiserweight action, and that's the only way I know how to describe it. I know that's a generic way of describing things, but my goodness, was this fast-paced. Scott wins with the JML driver. They ask Scott later on backstage if... After they come back from commercial, if he thought it was over between him and Ruff, he said, I didn't know there was ever a thing going on. You know, I've always been better than him. And then Ruff attacks Scott backstage, slams his head into a locker a couple times, security comes, breaks it up. And then we go to a clusterfuck. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Other than that, I mean... And I want to say something here. I I made a promise to a close personal friend of the show. I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants me to. That I would try to say the F word a little less. That we would try to say the F word a little less. But the only way to describe this is a total cluster. And oh my goodness gracious me. This was something. It was good. It didn't start that way, but it sure got that way. Uh, it's Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Moon against pretty much the entirety of The Way, Gargano, LeRae, Hartwell, and Austin Theory. It's an eight-person tag match, so you pretty much know it's going to be a mess, and it's a mixed tag, so it's a mess. There's bodies flying everywhere. Not to mention Dexter Loomis is in the match, so that's an immediate problem for me. But basically, this thing ends with the whole Indy Hartwell-Dexter Loomis romance angle B.S. that they've been teasing for the last, I don't know how many weeks. Uh, basically, happening. Uh, what happens is, Loomis goes to cover Gargano, and instead of breaking it up, Hartwell just lays down. I, this was weird. And I, if you're wondering why I'm only going through the end of the matches, is because I have a lot to talk about. So, um... That's why I'm not going too much into, you know, each and every single match, each and every single segment. I'm I've got a lot to talk about here, so we're gonna get through this as quickly as possible. Not quickly, but as precisely and efficiently. Then as she's laying down in the middle of the ring, Loomis goes to pick her up. Laray kicks Loomis in the back of the head. Almost kicks Hartwell in the process. I think she was aiming for Loomis's head anyway. I think she got him more in the shoulder or the back. She was definitely aiming for his head. And then, yeah, this was weird. Loomis looks at LeRae, looks at Gargano, looks at LeRae again. And then Hartwell is now laying on the edge of the ring apron. Loomis picks her up and carries her off to the back. So not only have they turned their stalker, kidnapper, creepy d- demony, whatever you want to call Dexter Loomis into a babyface, now they have put him in a romance angle with a heel. Or a supposed heel, I don't know. Was this her babyface turn? What was this? I don't know. Then we go back to the ring after they cut the crap and Loomis is gone and Hartwell is gone. And basically, Reed, Ember, and Shotzi geek on what's left of the way, and there's a lot of splashes, a lot of dives. Loray goes to dive on Bronson and just gets absolutely knocked down because Bronson just stands there, doesn't even try to do anything. She just falls. And basically, Reed and Blackheart and Moon win. I'm not even going to say Loomis, because Loomis wasn't there at the finish. Reed gets the pin on Gargano with a tsunami. So, again, a really strong episode of NXT overall, and it definitely had some very strong moments. Kushida and Escobar was great. Swerve Scott was great. With um Leon Ruff, the moment in the ring with... Raquel, Rhea, and Bianca was fantastic, especially as a longtime fan of NXT. That was really good to see. Three women who I like a lot. I'm not as high on Raquel as I ever was, Bianca or Rhea, but I do like her quite a bit. I get why she's the women's champion. So, you know, this was good. I mean, this was a good episode of NXT. This was a good rebound after some really rough weeks there, especially towards the end of the whole quote-unquote Wednesday Night War, which I won't even get into why that was a bunch of bullshit right now, and there you go. Basically, that was that. Uh, That was NXT. Uh, I'll talk about Raw a little bit, just because I did watch it. Uh, It's not going to be a review of any kind. It's not going to be anything crazy special, but to sum up my thoughts on Raw... The show started with Lashley getting confronted by Riddle, which immediately made no sense. Riddle then absolutely jobbed him. We had the return of the Viking Raiders as they defeated Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin in a very short match. To give you an idea of how short it was, I went to the bathroom, came back, and they were already almost done. And I wasn't gone three minutes, so that should tell you something. Then we had a Raw Women's Title rematch, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, this was set up before the show, but earlier on in the night. I guess in between the tag match and the uh, singles match with Lashley and Riddle. Charlotte cut a promo. That's the best promo she's cut in probably a year or two, if not more. She basically said that she's here for a reason and she doesn't take opportunities away from people. Basically, it was like a work shoot promo. It worked for what it was. Then we got Ms TV with Maurice. Back to help promote Miz TV and some new, like, makeup line she's got. I don't know. This led to a handicap match with Morrison and Miz against Priest. Priest was beaten with by a roll-up with Miz who had his pants pulled down. Um, no comment. Because if I comment on that, I'm going to go off on a rant. And I'm really not in the mood to rant this morning, so... That should tell you something there, and then we get a stupid segment where Mandy Rose is confronting Nia Jax, and then her and Dana, Shane or Nia, basically tells Shayna she's got it, whatever. And then they jump Nia, drag her down, whatever, and then. We go to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, a match as if we haven't seen it a thousand times. This time, they're making fun of the whole Mandy Rose falling on the ramp at WrestleMania. Oh my goodness gracious, what in the... Mm. What was this? First of all, the match sucked. I'm not even going to go into that. The match sucked. All right, and I said I wasn't going to rant today, but I might now. This match sucked. They've ruined this women's tag division. I feel so bad for everybody in it because there's so much talent there. Shayna Baszler, the Riot Squad, every... Uh, the only person that I don't think belongs on the main roster that's in that tag division other than Nia Jax is Tamina, and everybody else could have a spot on the main roster, whether that's doing something more important than this or whatever, but they clearly don't care about the women's tag division, which is unfortunate cuz it used to be one of the best parts of the show, and now I dread it every single week. Good lord. The match ends and this is why this is where the rant was leading to or where the rant begins maybe if you want to say that. Nia falls in one of the fakest falls I've ever seen off an apron, on her own, on her own volition. Dana and Mandy proceed to laugh and then leave, resulting in a loss by count-out. They said in commentary, I don't know who it was, whether it was Byron Saxton, I think it was Byron Saxton, this is totally something that moron would say, that it doesn't matter that they lost because they got payback on Naya. And Shayna, for them laughing at Mandy. What are you talking about? oh this hurt my head. oh this whole, ugh, this whole show. This whole show. I'll tell you. And then we get a segment. Speaking of hurting my head, MVP's in the ring. They they're gonna have a championship coronation. For the almighty Bobby Lashley, and I love Lashley as much as anybody, and I love MVP on the mic, but my god, this is a mess. He comes out and he compliments Drew and says he had to put up a hell of a fight, but nobody can beat Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Lock. It says Drew got distracted, Drew took his eye off the prize, and that's what Lashley could never do is take his eye off the prize. Uh, this was a good promo. I shouldn't be oying at this. I'm oying at everything. I know is coming. Then Drew comes out, and they go back and forth for a while, and then Braun Strowman of all people come out. Of all people. And he says he's earned a WWE championship match. For what? Beating Shane McMahon? And Elias and Jackson Riker? Okay, bud. If that's earned you a WWE title match, I got about 50 people that beat him before you that are definitely in line ahead of you. Like, God. Damn. What was this? Like, and I don't like coming out here and shitting on Raw the way I do. It's what... Okay. It's what they do that makes me this ugh and frustrated. Because I know this show has the ability to be good. They proved it to me over the weekend that WWE still has the ability to put out good content. And they Failed. On Monday, period. It was the worst Raw after Mania, period. And the biggest return was Charlotte Flair, who was only gone for a month. And you've got how many countless people sitting in the back? You've got Keith Lee sitting back there doing God knows what, when he could be out here making a difference, making your show better. I don't get it. Like, okay. It's one thing there's no fans. It's one thing the booking kind of, eh, if not 50-50 at best, in the best of times. But when you do stuff like this, Drew just lost his championship rematch at WrestleMania to Bobby Lashley. Braun Strowman, his only quote-unquote notable achievement is beating Shane McMahon in a steel cage. Which, if that earns you a shot at the WWE title, like, where's the precedent for that? And then Randy Orton, of all people, after all this crap, comes out, and he is trying his darndest to save this segment. But my God. What? He said, now that The Fiend is out of my life, now that Alexa Bliss is out of my life. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention... That earlier on in the night, they do an Alexis Playground segment. Maybe that was somewhere. I think that was actually right before this. They do an Alexis Playground segment. And she basically says she's done with The Fiend. What? Okay. Freaking whatever. Okay, dude. Have fun with that. She's like, uh, something about not needing the darkness anymore and the darkness was holding her back but she's gonna use what he taught her i don't know if this was all dumb for the record this show didn't start bad this is one of those shows that started okay and it started with some promise and it nosedove and it's like oh you just have a really good couple days at WrestleMania. At a pretty good takeover, though it shouldn't have been two days. It was a good takeover, but it should not have been two days. And, like, I don't know. What the... I digress. And then you had a stupid Firefly Funhouse segment in response to that after Adam Pierce makes a triple threat tonight between Braun Strowman and Randy Orton... And uh, Drew McIntyre is about to say Elias, God forbid, um, where it's going to be a triple threat to determine the number one contender for the WWE title. Okay, so you have a guy that beat The Fiend, who hasn't really done anything since they switched him back to Raw. Uh, Braun Strowman, whose greatest achievement in the last six months is beating Shane McMahon. Andrew McIntyre, who just lost on Saturday his rematch for the WWE Championship. More on that in a minute. Then we had Elias in the ring with Jackson Ryker, and he's going to do a performance tribute to Shane McMahon and how much respect he has for his quote-unquote mentor and friend. Every time Elias goes to play the guitar, Xavier does the trombone thing, which I've been over for a while. And then The New Day come out. The New Day job out Elias and Jackson Ryker. For obvious reasons. The New Day wins. The only consistency on this show is that Elias and Jackson Riker get beat every week. And then we go to the coldest of cold main events. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Braun Strowman in a triple threat match to earn a WWE title match at Backlash. Whoa. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, the triple threat itself wasn't bad. I still think Braun's not a great worker. I still think Braun needs work. But Drew McIntyre wins, so we're going to get Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley again. Okay, I'm fine with that, but not this soon. This is too soon to do that again. And if you wanted to do that again, then give Drew his moment at Mania on Saturday. Let him win the title in front of people. And then you could do it next month at Backlash without having to do a stupid triple threat that nobody wanted to see. Baba boy! Like, is it that hard? Is it that hard? No, it's not. This is common logic stuff that apparently WWE doesn't understand. back in a moment with the uh dynamite review i'm sorry i got so heated there that was not my intention um we'll be right back we're gonna take a quick break when do we come back we'll talk about aw dynamite tonight which i'm really looking forward to back in a moment with more on the two marks and spark wrestling podcast stay tuned folks Back here on the Two Marks and a Spark Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's get right into this AEW card, because I'm really looking forward to AEW tonight. I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's got uh, a lot of good matches, a lot of interesting things going on, so let's get right into it. Obviously the fallout from last week with the Young Bucks seemingly aligning themselves with Omega and the Good Brothers. And the Young Bucks are also going to be defending their world tag team titles on this show tonight. Against Pac and Ray Phoenix, Pac and Ray Phoenix finally getting their opportunity at the World Tag Titles. It's been a while since the Bucks defended those, I feel like. I feel like the last time they actually defended them was probably Revolution, so it's been about a month. So it's good that they're going to get to defend them here, and it's against Pac and Ray Phoenix. This is going to be a good match, even though I really don't like the Young Bucks as much as everybody else seems to. I get why they're on the show. They're super over. They're a big name in terms of this crowd. And it seems like they've gone heel. So we'll see if I like him heel more than I liked him babyface. If they have indeed fully aligned themselves or if this is just another swerve. Then we get Darby Allin versus Matt Hardy in a false count anywhere title match for the TNT title. This is going to be really good. Uh it's two really good workers in the ring. I know Matt's kind of on the back end, but he is really good. So we'll see how it goes. But I think that's going to be a really good match. Then we have Chris Jer- Chris Jericho versus Dax Harwood with Mike Tyson as the special enforcer. I guess Mike Tyson's back on the show again. Iron Mike back to do something. I don't know. He's going to be the special guest enforcer for Dax Harwood versus, uh, versus Chris Jericho. Cash Wheeler and Sammy Guevara will be in each man's corner, respectively. Cash Wheeler for Dax... Sammy for Jericho. It's going to be a good match. And according to the announcement made here, it seems like all other members of the Inner Circle besides Guevara and all other members of the Pinnacle besides Cash Wheeler will be banned from ringside. So I guess that's why Mike Tyson is out there in case he has to knock anybody out. And then finally, we also get... Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill one-on-one. I don't know if this is going to be good, bad, awful, or somewhere in between. They were both good in the tag match, so we'll see how they do here. Uh, one-on-one on Dynamite. I might have just put this on Dark, honestly. But I get why they're putting it on Dynamite. They've shot the whole thing on Dynamite, so I went. they just do this on Dynamite, I guess. And if it's bad, I guess they pay the price for it. But I have high hopes. Chris Statlander is going to be wrestling her first match back against Amber Nova. Uh, she made her return two weeks ago in the Arcade Anarchy match, which was actually the last AEW review we did. That was two weeks ago. The reason we didn't do one last week was because I had issues watching the show and there was a takeover, so that was all a thing. And then we will likely, or I guess QT is officially announced and now we're getting the, debi- the uh, debut of Anthony Agogo in the ring. Uh, as he is going to be in action against somebody, it doesn't say who, but he will be in action. So I guess he's gonna make his in-ring debut. I thought A Go Go had wrestled before, but maybe not. So yeah, that's AEW for tonight. Uh, not too much really to get into here in terms of AEW. Really, the show kind of lays itself out. I. I do think the Young Bucks will retain their tag titles. I think Darby Allin will retain his TNT title. I think Dax Harwood and Chris Jericho have the ability to have a really good match. And for those of you that haven't yet, go check out Chris Jericho's uh, Stone Cold Sessions on Peacock. If you have Peacock, go check it out. Um, It was really cool. They did two hours on it, and it went through basically Jericho's whole career. It was awesome. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I watched that Sunday after I watched WrestleMania and uh, recorded the show. So, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I really like both of those guys, so I just had a really good time watching that. And that's that. So, I think I'm going to get out of here. I know this is a bit of a short second half of the show, but uh like the first part of it was like what, 25 minutes and then this part's going to be like 5. But it is what it is, you know. There wasn't too much to talk about with AEW. We talked a lot about NXT and Raw, which I didn't enjoy Raw. I thought it was crap, as you just heard. I hope everybody has a good rest of your Wednesday. Enjoy Dynamite tonight. Uh, me and Bryce will have our review out some point in the next couple of days here. Working with Bryce's work schedule, Dynamite reviews are always a couple days late. You guys have gotten used to it. It's not always going to be that way, but for right now, that's what we're working with. Thursday or Friday, as always... For the Dynamite review. Um, it might even be up tomorrow morning. But I would lean more towards Friday morning. For Dynamite. Um, this week. So that's that. I hope everybody has a great rest of your Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. On another venture through. Three days of pro wrestling. We've had a lot of fun this last week here. With Wrestlemania. Takeover Stand and Deliver. And so much more. Uh, I'm going to do an Impact review this week. I've decided I'm doing an Impact review this week. Uh, I will be watching Impact. I'll I'll probably even live tweet Impact. If you guys don't follow me on Twitter, go follow me at Ben Shrewsbury. That's at B-E-N-S-H-R-E-W-S-B-U-R-Y as spelled on whatever podcasting platform you are watching this on. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'm out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.